0: please exhale. And now let's begin. Welcome to the Science of Light. I'm your host, Rosemary. If you're interested in exploring holistic wellness topics through a perspective that blends spirituality with science, I think you've found the right place. And I'm so grateful that you're here. Let's figure out this life thing together. Always keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Hey, before we get started in today's episode, I want to thank you for coming here and listening to this podcast. And I also want to say it is my turn to listen to you as a listener of this podcast. I want your feedback. So I've created a super short survey. I created it on SurveyMonkey and if you didn't know, they'll tell you how long they think it takes. They're kind of pros at surveys. SurveyMonkey says it's a two-minute survey. So it's only five questions. The sixth question is a chance for you to enter your email address if you want to be entered to win a free session with me in um, my gratitude for you completing the survey. There's two questions. The only three questions that are required out of the five are two multiple choice questions. And then one question that's basically like, what is your occupation? Or how else would you describe yourself, you can put as much or as little information about yourself as you want. But I just want to get a clearer picture of who's listening to this podcast so that I can serve you better. So the first two multiple choice should only take you like, you know, maybe 15 seconds each. So if you could just answer at least those three questions, and then there's two long form questions where you can tell me again, they're not required, you don't have to put anything in those boxes, but if you you can tell me as much or as little about what you hope to get out of listening to this podcast, what you love about it already, what you wish um, this podcast could do, I just want to hear from you. So if you fill out the survey, I'm going to close responses um, in a week, and I will, yeah, so that's next Wednesday, August 31st. You need to answer it quickly because it's only a two-minute survey. Do it right now while you're thinking about it. Um, maybe pause the podcast and just go do it right now. It's linked right first thing in the show notes. It will close next Wednesday because I just want these results soon. I don't want to draw it out. So go ahead and answer it. It will only take a second. And if you want to be entered into a drawing to win a free 90-minute session with me, do you know how big of a deal that is? You can use it for a um, basically a yoga therapy intake if you wanted to do that. And then we could continue on a yoga therapy journey. Or you could just have a super awesome personalized yoga plan home practice plan to address whatever you have going on or you could use it for a birth chart reading one or the other but it's a 90 minute session and I will choose one of the respondents that um, includes their email address so that's the caveat if you want to be entered in the drawing you have to put some way that I know how to find you but if you don't want to be entered in the drawing you just want to um, help out the future of this podcast then just answer those three questions that You don't even have to answer the long form ones. If you just answer the three, it should take you less than a minute or you could take as long as you want. If you have a lot of feedback to put in the text boxes, you can also always email me feedback. But if you want to be entered in the drawing, put your email address. If you don't, you don't have to tell me as much or as little as you want, because I appreciate you listening to me all the time. Or even if this is your first episode, I appreciate you taking this time to listen to me and I want to take the time to listen to you. What do you hope to get out of this podcast? So without further ado, today's interview guest is Dr. Andrew McGonigal. You might know him as Dr. Yogi. He is just the absolute perfect guest for this show, in my opinion, because he shares very candidly his meandering story of how he got into the work that he did, which is just such a perfect expression of his own dharma, his own skills and things in this life. And so there's a lot of wisdom along the way. So you'll just have to tune in to hear all of the nuggets of wisdom that come from hearing his story, hearing how he does the amazing work that he does. But just a quick little intro. You might know him as Dr. Yogi on social media. Dr. Andrew McGonigal has been studying anatomy for over 20 years. So originally, he trained to become a doctor in the UK. Um, And then he wanted to move away from that. It didn't feel fully expressed for him. He moved away from Western medicine and then he kind of followed his heart and did some other stuff. You'll have to listen to what he did along the way of following, the heart, following his heart and what he um, discovered and how he went along the path of becoming a yoga teacher, a massage therapist, and kind of following that traditional path that maybe some of y'all resonate with or have done yourself and um, how he found his niche teaching yoga anatomy. But then also, so it's a great story of how he found and followed his dharma along the way and continues to do so. There's a lot of wisdom on that. And then there's also some just cool nerdy anatomy stuff. In the episode, some myth busting, we talk about his newest latest book and gosh, just so much good stuff in this episode. So I really hope you tune in and listen to the whole thing. Um, and stick around for the end because there is a book club offer and ways that you can study further into yoga anatomy and physiology. We talk about the difference between anatomy and physiology and just, there's just so much good stuff in this episode, y'all. So thank you for being here. Please don't forget to take the survey. Um, even if this is your first episode, your voice still counts. If you want to stick around and enjoy this podcast further, you can um, let me know what you think. I'm, I'd be happy to hear from you. You'll get a free session with me and you can use it. To whatever you want, or you can just fill out the survey just to help this podcast become better for your own personal needs. Um, so thanks so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Without further ado, here we go. Hello, and welcome to The Science of Light. I am Rosemary Holbrook, and today I am joined by a super special guest. Hi, Dr. Yogi, Dr. Andrew. Hello. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. here. Yeah, so I am super excited to have you here because I think your work is phenomenal. Um, I've often been a person that has said I don't encounter many yoga teachers that teach anatomy as well as um, some like college professors and as, as well as like just, you know, the university system does and you do that. So we'll get into that. But I want to hear, can we start <laughs> with your story? Yeah,
1: it, sure. It's a big question. So run with it yeah, wherever yeah, you just, want to. <laughs> yeah. you, you want me to run with it? Yeah. Yeah, okay, thanks. So, um, yeah, so let's let's rewind to me and, like, I guess what you guys called high school.
0: Yeah, okay. Um,
1: you know, I was super into science. Yeah. I just loved you know, I was doing all the science subjects and I've always been a people person. So when it came to thinking about careers at that like really young age, uh-huh. I, I just naturally kind of gravitated towards medicine, you know, towards being a doctor. And my big sister, who's three years older than me, she was already at medical school. Ah. And it sounds weird to say, but it seemed like like the easy option because it because I already could see her on the path, you know totally so it's almost like I didn't want to make my own decision. I just maybe I just wanted to copy her. yeah, so yeah, so without really understanding like what a career in medicine really looked like, you know on a day to day basis, that's yeah. the decision I made, and I think I went to a very like academic school. And I was, there was an expectation from myself, but from teachers and maybe from my family and friends that I would do something very, very academic, you know, with the next chapter of my life. So I, so I headed off to medical school in Europe, we don't do pre-med. So you just go to, you Uh, can go to medical school at 17 or 18, which is kind of wild. It's like, yeah, for me personally, that was too young. It was too young. Like I just didn't, I just didn't have. I guess the emotional intelligence and the kind of coping Mm. skills that I have as an older adult to really deal with the stress and the pressure that kind of came with that. Medical school was an amazing experience. Um, I obviously learned so much, not just, not just the, in in academic sense, but just, you know, about life. Um, But I did struggle with it. Um, I struggled with it for various reasons. If, if I'm honest, it just didn't the the idea of being a doctor as I started that journey through medical school. It just didn't resonate with me. It didn't feel mm-hmm. like it was the thing that was right for me. Right. Um. But I was grateful to be there. I graduated. You know, I I got offered a job as a as a junior doctor. Which I what what do you call it? I get I think like a resident. Intern? You call it a maybe? resident? Like I an, think so. They like do a residency. Yeah. yeah. So so I. Yeah. So I got offered a job, you know, as a junior doctor. So I said, okay, look, I've done this degree and I need to give this a try, you know, see what the actual real life experience is like. And it was just so stressful. Like I, again, just did not have the skills that I personally needed to deal with the level of Mm. pressure and stress and the hours and the responsibility. So I worked for doctors for less than a year And just was like, I'm out of here, (laughs) which is wild again. Good for you, yeah. Yeah, you know, (laughs) so what's good, what's good when I, because I obviously live in America now and when I compare the system here or just even, you know, the kind of college system to what it was in the UK, A, I didn't have to do pre-med. So I was 23 when I was working as a doctor, which is a very young age, but I didn't feel like this big chapter of my life had kind of gone by, you know, and also- I didn't have to pay fees because at the time you didn't have to pay fees to go to university. <laughs> so right. I came out of, out of that with very little student debt. Whereas I know in America, people come out of college with like crazy That's amounts a good of debt. Point. And then you kind of almost feel yeah. like you're stuck in that lane, you know?
0: Yeah, totally. That's a really so, good point. Yeah. It di- also, yeah. just, so, that was in the UK. So also there's like a different, I know the healthcare system is different in that. It's more centralized, yeah. right? Like it, the government pays for healthcare there.
1: Yeah. We right? have national he- healthcare. Yeah. So it's going to be a different environment that you're, Yeah. you know, that you're working in. So, yeah. So basically I, I, I found the courage to leave <laughs> and I didn't have the luxury of knowing what I was going to do next other people expected that of me. They were like, Oh, well, if he's, if he's leaving this amazing career, like he must know what he's doing next. I honestly didn't. And I, but I knew that it wasn't right, right for me. And it was really, really affecting my mental health. So I was like, I really, I need to leave. Um, and then cut two. I ended up, <laughs> it kind of seems random, but it was pretty amazing. I ended up getting work experience with this fashion brand in Australia. There was a, was a British fashion designer and, I ended up yeah. like booking these tickets to Australia and be like, look, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to take this experience. And I ended up working in fashion for years in, in Sydney, cool. Australia. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, it was like cool, I, but I meet, saw I that felt on like I, your website. Did, so it was kind of like on a whim thing you did, yeah. just like following your heart?
1: It, like, yeah, fashion is something I've always loved. And I was just yeah. like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. So let's just follow my heart. Let's just do something I'm passionate that. about and see where that takes me what was amazing about the experience is that I basically learned so many business skills I was essentially helping to run like a satellite office of a much bigger international company I learned so much about marketing and about customer service and about sales and it was really really phenomenal totally but again I, I felt like I'd made another kind of slightly uninformed decision like I'd walked into something going oh this seems cool without really stepping back to go but is this what I ultimately want? So after a few right. years, I had this epiphany that I want to become a yoga teacher, you know, so maybe I can give you a little bit more background about that journey. Yeah, that, you know, totally. I'm sure yeah. a lot of people are interested in that as well. So yeah. So basically I, you know, I've mentioned that I was finding medical school and working as a doctor, really stressful. And a friend of mine said, Oh, you should try, meditation. Now this is, this is going back, this is back to 2004, 2005. That yeah. meditation wasn't a conversation that you had back then. Like the not, meditation yeah. is something that everyone has a vague understanding of now in 2022, but you rewind totally. 17 years ago, 18 years ago, it, it was not a common conversation piece, you know? So I was like, oh yeah, I've heard about meditation, but I don't know what it is. So, I basically ended up doing this transcendental meditation course and it blew my mind. Like literally from the first session, I had almost this kind of out of body experience and I just connected with it so deeply. And I, it just opened this kind of spiritual gateway for me. It was really, really remarkable. And then for years I had meditation as a daily practice like I wouldn't leave the house without meditating like I wouldn't leave without brushing my teeth kind of thing and then that naturally led me to you know explore yoga yoga is something my mum practiced from a book in the 80s in northern (laughs) yeah so I again I kind of was like oh I've heard of this thing or I kind of have a vague idea of what it is but didn't really you know it was the tip of the iceberg and I got into a very regular yoga practice when I was living in Sydney okay and after a few years of that I was like I see myself at the front of the room doing this you know again not not necessarily having a clear understanding of what it feels like to be a yoga teacher or how you make a living from that or anything like that but I was just like this is the next thing so I think at this point my friends and family had kind of got used to me making these (laughs) apparently crazy decisions (laughs) yeah so they were like oh we're just gonna go with it," you know (laughs) yeah um so yeah that was it so I ended up I ended up then moving to London um and basically giving yoga my priority like a like a like an ashtanga practice that I got into ah. and um I then headed off and did an intensive training in Thailand in ashtanga yoga and, nice. and yeah and
0: the rest so is that was, history. And that was
1: like twelve, twelve 12 years ago yeah yeah
0: okay there, I noticed a common thread in your story that it's like it, it went from sort of following – you like started off following a traditional path as we do. We follow the yeah. path of others and then moving from sort of traditional to something more fully expressed of, of your heart, like following your heart. And then I also noticed – and I'm just – I'm getting ahead of what you've shared so far because I read <laughs> your bio and I've read about your story, but it seemed like – um in terms of yoga, you followed sort of a more traditional path too, and then you ended up becoming more fully expressed of yourself with your yoga yeah. teaching as well. It's like you went from traditional to more fully expressed twice. It's just something yeah. I noticed. Thank you for that
1: reflection. That's yeah. yeah. Thank you. Really, I've never thought of it in that way. That's really interesting. Yeah, I, um, you know, I, I guess I just wanted structure at the beginning. Mm. Like I wanted to yeah. be told what to do. There's many yeah. people new to something do want. I want. Yeah. Ashtanga to me at that time was very structured. There was one way to do it. Yeah. Um, there was this routine regiment. Um, there was a clear way that felt important to me at the time. Where oh, I'm progressing. Mm-hmm. Like that to me, it doesn't matter now. There's a lot of as as in age, that, But like for sure, yeah. 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 You can measure your own. Like okay, okay, today this felt easy the next day, oh this feels hard why is that so it's also a really interesting tool of self reflection but mm-hmm. i think the progression and going oh i'm now like moving on to the next pose or whatever that that felt really important to me at the time and i was super yeah. dedicated to it like i did self practice like you know five or six days a week for years uh-huh and then i started i started i started um working part time helping to run a big yoga business in London. And I was teaching a little, you know, like I was basically hired at a church hall and did like very kind of what felt like low key things for me at mm-hmm. the time. And then I also was like, okay, I really want to do more study. So I, I did a, um, holistic massage diploma. Cause I love massage. Yeah. I love touch. And I was like, this is something I think would really supplement. So the, the mm-hmm. it was an amazing course. And I then went back to assist, on some of the courses and a student that I was helping out knew about my background as a doctor and said to me, do you ever teach anatomy? I had the biggest light bulb moment. I, it might sound so obvious, but I had literally never thought about it. (laughs) Yeah. Like I had never put those pieces together and thought, why don't I look at my journey and my experience and basically find a niche for myself like it never it never crossed my mind so it was such an important conversation to have and now I realize just how important it can be to really draw on your experience and think what mm-hmm. what is what is it about my path that makes me unique and my offering unique so yeah so I basically was like oh my god I'm going to start teaching anatomy. I didn't really know where to start. I knew a teacher that ran their own training. And I reached out to him and I said, if you were looking for an anatomy teacher, where would you look? You know, where would you, you know, just to start thinking like, how am I going to create this? And even then put myself out there. And he said, oh, I am looking for an anatomy teacher. Do you want to do it? Ah, (laughs) So then all of a sudden I had this deadline. He was like, my course starts in like three months time. Can you create a course and I was like oh my god so I took some time out and that's what I dedicated myself I was like okay I need to now create a course and I wanted this to be engaging I wanted it to be practical I wanted it to be fun I wanted it to be relevant uh-huh. so this I think I think this was about 10 years ago now that this now that started yeah, and then I taught I my first anatomy course and loved it I was nervous and you know and I thought oh I need to you know i i have to go there without notes and i have to know every i have to remember every name of every muscle and that's just mm-hmm. not really you know there's so much more to teaching an, teaching an anatomy yeah. than that but yeah so and that that started off that next chapter for me which has been amazing yeah um and then that just grew and grew so then you know i started to build up this name for myself of someone that was good at teaching anatomy and I started teaching on more and more trainings in London and then started to travel a little bit. And then, um, uh, my own teaching grew, like my own, like separate yoga teaching grew at the same mm-hmm. time. And I was so busy. I was, I was teaching anatomy. I was running this yoga business. I was teaching busy public classes, private lessons. I was massaging. Like when I look back wow. and I'm like, how did I have the energy? It was wild. Like it was, it was like, but like, you know, I was in my late twenties, early thirties and I just. I guess that's what a lot of people do. It doesn't mean that's what you have to do, but like I was like, I'm the London hustle of just Mm -hmm. wearing five hats a day. Yeah. And then eventually I was just like, you know, ultimately, you know, I'm pretty good at all these things, but ultimately it's the anatomy that I love and it's the thing that also makes me the most money. So it just, I was just like, you know, I'm going to actually focus in on this. And that's, it's basically what I do now full time as I teach you know, anatomy and I've diversified and I've, I have different, I have different resources and different things that I, that I teach through, but it's, it's been real. it's been a really amazing journey. And I think I never knew where I was going to be at this stage, like what my life was going to look like, but I knew Mm. what I wanted it to feel like. Mm. So even, even when I left medicine and was thinking about, Oh, what's the next thing? It wasn't like, Oh, I, I, I want to, be in fashion doing this and this no it was like I want to work ultimately have for myself with flexibility you know I want to I knew Uh the kind of people I wanted to be working with I knew what my day was going to look like like what I wanted to be adding value to people's lives I wanted to be doing something that also fed me you know so it was like as I've become more clear over the years on what I wanted my life to feel like It's been much easier to obviously manifest that. And it's been really it's great now to like have this conversation and reflect and be like, oh wow, like you know, I'm 40 and like what has the last decade been like? It's been you know, it's been really special.
0: That is really special, and there's a lot of wisdom in that, in kind of just following the next right thing, following your heart. Like, I don't know, like not being so attached to the outcome and being more attached to the processes you want in your life. That's what it sounded like. You know, like you're not doesn't sound like you had a goal, like an outcome goal, which the Bhagavad Gita would yeah. love. You know, like you're like, yeah. I just know what I wanted to be like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: and, that, and that's been clear for me. You know, I've been like, oh, I want to be able to work across different countries. I want to be able to travel freely. I want, you know what I mean? So like it's, the, yeah. so I have had goals, but it hasn't been, as you say, right. like it hasn't been like, oh, I want to like be on the front cover of Yoga Journal. <laughs> it hasn't right. been like I yeah. want. Like I want fifty thousand Instagram followers. Like that's okay. Like and if that is someone's goal, that's fine. Like, but it yeah. just for me, it there was more value in in focusing on the feelings.
0: Well, I think there's a lot of beauty in the fact that you're like doing something that you're good at. You have experience with, like teaching anatomy, and it lights you up. And it's something that the world needs. So, like recently. I actually said this out loud on another podcast I was interviewed on that um, I wouldn't recommend people study. I was like, if you want to really learn anatomy, go to like a university class or something. And this was before I discovered your work and your the way you teach, because I haven't i have taken your course, but I've seen like your Instagram videos and some little videos you have on your website. And the way you teach it is like exactly what the yoga world needs. Um Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I just, I think, I don't know. Maybe this is a good time to start talking about your most recent book, even though I also want to talk, like, I'm just curious about the book you wrote first. But your most recent book, The Physiology of Yoga, yeah. um, maybe if this isn't skipping too far ahead in the story, how yeah. did this book come about?
1: Yeah, I think I, I have been very fortunate to... Because again, I have created a niche for myself, and that's really mm-hmm. been my focus now for quite some time. I've become known as someone who does this, you know, teaches anatomy and physiology. Um right. I've been lucky to be approached by publishers. I feel really grateful for that. Wow. I've had two so I've I have relationships with two wonderful publishers who've come to me and said, you know, would you be interested in doing something? So just to rewind for a second, if you don't mind, the first yeah, yeah, book yeah. that I was published. Last year, which is supporting yoga students with common injuries and conditions. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a handbook for yoga teachers. What happened was I had worked for that publisher because I contributed a chapter or two to a couple
0: of
1: other books. Yeah, yeah. There was basically a a group of teachers were gathered again, but it was I was asked about my niche, so I was asked to write specifically about topics around anatomy and physiology. No, it wasn't paid. I didn't get commission. I ended Mm -hmm. up spending money because I paid for illustrations at the time. I was like, oh God. I was like, why am I doing work where I'm not getting something back in return? But, you know, sometimes you just have to be patient because Mm -hmm. they really loved my work and readers loved my work. And then that ended up being, you know, my own deal where they offered me a book deal. Yeah,
0: there's something Um, to that.
1: You know, so, you know, not, you know, so I think you have to find that balance, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't always do a lot of stuff for free, but sometimes you have to think of the bigger picture, you know, so that was a good lesson for me. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember, so, but what what was interesting was I was, I was, um I was still living in London. I was yeah. preparing to move to Los Angeles, um, to move and, um, I had a very, very busy schedule as I'd mentioned in London. And I got offered these two different publishing contracts within the space of a couple of months. And I was like, oh my God, I was like overwhelmed. I was like super flattered, but like, I was like, oh my (laughs) God, like, I don't know if I can do this. But then I was like, okay, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna say yes. And then when I move to America, I'm going to have to wait for my green card. So I'm not going to be able to work there. I'm not going to be able to leave. Uh, (laughs) And this is the crazy thing about moving to America. You can't work until you get your green card. You can't leave the country. So I was like, well, I'm going to save up some money and I'm going to take some time out. And it's going to be my absolute priority is to write these two books. So, yeah, I created a really detailed schedule for myself. Wow. And I wrote the first book on my own. And then I wrote the second book with um, a colleague, um, Matthew Huey, who's an amazing guy. We had a great experience writing together. And yeah, I just had my spreadsheets of like, okay, week one, this is what I need to write week two. And I just broke it down because I was so overwhelmed at the idea of writing a book. Yeah. I, I In the past, I'd never seen myself as a writer at medical school. If you'd asked me, would you ever write a book? I was like, hell no. I was like, I I just struggled even writing an essay. Right. But we have, we, but don't just don't, let's not restrict ourselves. Like, let's not tell ourselves no. <laughs> <You> yeah. <know? laughs>
0: and there's so much to that. Yeah. To, to breaking it down when there's a, a passion there and something that the world needs. I think that's, that provides at least a little bit of motivation, but that's. Thanks for sharing insight into that process yeah. because I was actually curious. I was like, how long does a book yeah, like this yeah. take to write? Because it's packed with good stuff.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, like um, I, I'll have to look and see. But I'm um, the first book didn't take too long, actually. I was very structured. Again, it was my, it was my main priority. I didn't have to juggle childcare and <laughs> teaching yeah. yoga and everything. I was like, no, this is, this is what I'm doing. I went to a coffee shop like every day and sat for like – six, seven hours, basically. And um, I wrote that book, the first book probably in a few months, which might kind of sound wild, but it, it was what it was. <laughs> and then there's obviously the process of editing and, you know, like mm-hmm. you have other people that you're then working with in different processes. You're figuring out the illustrations. I was working with illustrators. You know, I was, wow. you know, so there's a lot of other stuff that then, the, the, you know, the whole book process takes it probably took a year, 18 months more. Yeah. But then writing it actually didn't take that long. The second book was different because I was writing it with someone. So there's a lot of collaboration. There's a lot of back and mm-hmm. forward. You have to find a tone that works collectively because really when you read the physiology of yoga, you're not going to know which chapter I wrote and which chapter Matt wrote. Right. You don't you don't want it to yeah. feel like so different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I could tell you what I wrote, um, but you know, you you're not gonna really know. So we found a mm-hmm. tone that worked. We had to obviously work with the publisher, make sure they were happy. So yeah, it was naturally gonna be a longer process. Yeah. Um, but it was amazing. I I honestly I I surprised myself like how much I loved it. And I particularly loved collaborating with Matt. Like it was Cause, cause it can feel daunting, and you can feel lonely. And also, just to have someone to like yeah. reflect back to you, have a have a mirror, and someone that to, you know a sounding board, um, someone to keep you on your toes, and to say, "Oh, are you sure you want to say it in that way?" Or, right? Does that study say that, or does it say something different? And you are like, "Oh, I need to relook at that." So yeah. it was, it was really, it was really special to have that. And I've just grown so much and learned so much through, you know, that process. It's been, yeah. um. Really remarkable, and yeah, you just learn like you know like again like it, when you see a book, you think, okay, this person sat and wrote it, but then we also had to kind of artistically direct it like we had to we had to i'd manage all the photo shoots for the book right. and help with all this stuff and the front cover and it's like it's a it's a whole thing it's a bit like a yoga teacher where you end up having to do like 10 jobs, you end up having to be like a marketer and a, right. and a, you know, a project manager and you have to be an event coordinator. Well, it sounds <laughs> you know, like so your it, it,
0: life experience led you up to being able to juggle all those things too. So there's value in the things that don't seem like they, you know what I mean? Like there's value look, in all of A
1: hundred, hundred percent. It's all about transferable skills. Like when I went from uh-huh. being a doctor to working in fashion, I just focused on what what skills have I learned, like general skills? Like I, as a doctor, I became great at timekeeping, mm-hmm. stress management, communication, you know, mm-hmm. note keeping, um, you know, all the kind of admin side of stuff, keeping on top of things. Yeah. Um, giving explanations to people. There were there were so many things. And I pulled on that and it made me really good at working in fashion, even though it was such a different career, you know? Yeah. And then I've now been able to pull all those together. So I run my little business single-handedly. I don't get really, you know, I get support and help from some people, but like really ultimately when you see a social media post, like I'm the one that's put that together. Like I'm the one that, you know, does all this stuff. So, but it's, and I'm not saying again, like that's necessarily good or bad thing, but it just works right. for me in this moment. Like I like delegating is brilliant if you have the means to do that. But yeah. um, you know, all of this life experience has kind of helped me figure it out. And now like if I like last year I was like, I just don't really feel confident with marketing. So I just went and did a course on it, you know. And it was amazing. And now I really love it. And now I feel like I'm able to like help other people with it too. You know, so it's just um I think these steps along my journey have just given me that confidence to go, you can do it. Totally. You know, you just, you, yeah. you'll, you'll figure this out, you know,
0: that's really beautiful and inspiring. And yeah. so then I also think that that kind of shines through in your book too. So I don't have the first book and I didn't actually know about it until I was researching you for this interview. Um, but I, because I found the physiology of yoga I don't even remember how I found you and this book now. But I do know mm-hmm. that when I found it, I was like, this is what the yoga world needs because it reads like a text. It looks like a textbook kind of like with the fancy pictures and all of that. Like you were saying, you had to pull all that stuff together yourself. and that. But yeah. then the way it reads, like I don't know. I've read a lot of textbooks in my life and most of them are pretty dry and like make me fall asleep. But the way this reads is like insanely accessible. Like it feels oh, relevant to me you know what i mean as like a yoga teacher yoga person um so i know a lot of people listening to this podcast many of them are yoga teachers many of them are also just interested in yoga in general um but it just feels relevant and my favorite part about the book is the myth versus fact things that you include um yeah you want to say more about those
1: Yeah. It's just, you know, it's something that I originally called it yoga, fake news. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, with a, you know, political shift in America, I was like, no, I need to, I'm not going to use that term anymore. It has a certain connotation for me. So, um, so I, I basically, I, yeah, I just started doing these social media posts years ago because I was like, God, there's so many, there's so much like, Controversial topics in yoga, you know, even like you know, in mm-hmm. tree pose, like, are we allowed to place our foot against our knee or not? Like, you right. know, it just becomes this huge thing. And I was like, oh my god, there is so many topics that deeply, deeply confuse people. Yeah. <laughs> so I just basically I've just been like collating a list of these topics now for years. I literally have so many of them. Yeah. And a lot of them I've incorporated into my first book. More maybe okay. the anatomical stuff, and then I right. was like, well, there is a ton of you know physiological myths as well that we can include so that was it was a really fun thing to do and it's not you know it's not um trying to trigger people or push people's buttons but it's just you know genuinely saying well look there's a lot of confusion here and let's just try to create like a little bit of clarity in this you know let's just all have a conversation and just try to you know and ultimately for me like It's not even about finding the right or wrong answer, but it's the questioning that I want people to, that I encourage people. And that's why also in the start of the book, we talk about critical thinking. I really want people just to learn what that means and how they can apply it. So that when they go Googling um, some topic, they start to have a sense of how to like filter through all those weeds and maybe find the bits of information that are going to be a little bit higher quality for them you know because I, yeah. I get a lot of people going oh i read this on wikipedia or whatever and i'm like well that's great but also you know you have to say well how much um you know how much onus can i give that like you have to go well is, yeah. th- is this actually good quality material that i'm looking at or is this just someone's opinion yeah you know so yeah so it's been it's been really fun putting it together I think the sidebars are really great just because also uh, we just wanted to break it down and make again make the um the material feel accessible so I'm really glad that that was your experience of, of starting yeah. to read the book and I think the way we find a tone just because Matt and I just have this like we have a different take on things and yeah I think sometimes I write things more formally because mm-hmm. I think maybe because of my background you know I'm used to yeah. writing these like medical essays yeah. whereas matt matt can be very very conversational and we ah. had this joke that like basically we were at the end of these spectrums and i was maybe being a bit dry he was being so laid back that he was like he sounded like it was from east london He'd be like, <laughs> in it, you know in know <laughs> so we would be like let's try to like find a middle ground
0: right well that worked <laughs> out it's well still,
1: because it's still we still want it to be somewhat academic but also We do want people to feel like conversational, you know, without being too laid back. So yeah, that's thanks to us just kind of going back and forward and like um, saying, well, let's try to, you know, say this in a slightly different way or use different words or so. So it's really, it's been, you know, we put a lot of thought into it. And what's lovely is that often when I get feedback, so from my teaching or from, you know, my books, whatever, it's nice because I'm like, yeah, like we, this was intentional. Like we we were like mm-hmm. story, like we want this to be accessible yeah we we do not want to appropriate you know like there was a lot yeah. of conversations we had about like this wow. these are our own goals for the tone of it so how uh-huh. do we still honor the the this wisdom, ancient wisdom practice but also uh, you know, it's 2022, so how do we also add right. or start conversation about physiology in this while, you know, while being accessible, while, while, you know, honoring That's the practice. Lot. So, yeah, it's, and a, you know, and and um, I hope we've done that. You know, I'm sure there's some people that, where that, they feel like we haven't quite well, done it, but there was a lot yeah. of intent there, you know. I think
0: it came, came out. I mean, I haven't read the whole book cover to cover, but I've been diving into it uh, for the last couple of weeks. And I think, I think that definitely, I'd say mission accomplished, right? Like nothing can be done perfectly, but, um, exactly. That's my vote. Mission accomplished for that. Um, yeah. So can you say a little, or go ahead?
1: No, no, just to finish this part about, you know, about the myth or fact, like I've shared a few of excerpts from the book and I have, I've occasionally got a little bit of pushback from people going, Oh, like, you know, like you're not honoring the ancient kind of yoga scripts. Mm. We've, you know, we've really tried to take that into account, but also, you know, if we talk about ahimsa, you know, and not doing harm, it's like, we're just Mm. trying to clear up a lot of the um, promises that are out there about what yoga can do for us. (laughs) And I think if you're giving promises that are unsubstantiated, you are potentially doing harm. So we're just trying to, you know, to help refine the conversation and add to it. It doesn't mean that this is the be all and end all and that, you know, that everything has to be evidence based or everything has to be backed up. But it's like, you know, in this day and age, there does need to be some scrutiny about the things that Mm -hmm. we say, particularly when it comes to promises, particularly if if someone is buying a, a service and you're saying to them, this is going to boost your immune system, then, you need to have something to back that up. Right. Otherwise it can be really harmful. Yeah. You I know? agree. So that's, that's where that's, I don't, it's not a justification, but it's the, that's what, I, you know, that's a lot of the thought processes No, like, this is why we want things to be clear.
0: Right. So did the pushback come from social media? Clear.
1: Just guessing social media
0: is where yeah. the... Yeah, that's fine. Back.
1: Like I'm, I'm open to that because also it's it's a great reflective process for me. You know, I have to decide how much ah. energy I want to give to certain things. But yeah, there's a little bit of pushback from things. But yeah, it's you know, and I don't I don't expect everyone to agree with us at yeah. all. Like we're not, you know. But
0: um, well, I feel like that's the nature of social media. Like people just get a snippet, and so they just give their like knee jerk reaction to that snippet. But I think the beauty of the book is you can dive more deeply into it and kind of see your intent. And how well mm-hmm. thought out it is, whatever position you come to is pretty well thought out. And I think that – so I guess the one that's coming to mind for me specifically from the book is like does yin target the fascia or not? Yeah. And yeah, I and the- see this conversation in in among yoga teachers all the time and they're like, well, the ancient texts say that yin should always be done on cold muscles because it doesn't stretch the muscles, it only stretches the connective tissue. Anyway, you want to say more about that? Because your explanation was really beautiful.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, so this is a part that Matt wrote.
0: Ah, I knew. <laughs> um,
1: but, but but I but I will I will um I will I will talk generally about it. Yeah, it's and it's been something like it's been really um it's been really good in a way because it's generated a lot of conversation and it's Yeah this expert has been shared on a lot of yin yoga forums and there's been whole, all these discussions going on that I've been kind of made Mm -hmm. aware of, which is great. I'm so, again, look, ultimately that's what our goal is to have people talking about this stuff. Yeah. To keep conversations going. We're not trying to say, this is the answer, you know? It's just like, let's all keep talking about this, you know? So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And ultimately our take is just that, you know, the body is one entity. You know, you Mm. can't, you can't Mm -hmm. affect one cell in the body without every other cell being affected Mm -hmm. so you know often things are oversimplified it's like oh you know do this pose for this long and you're going to stretch just you're going to focus the stretch on like this this layer of the body and we're just ultimately saying like let's just question that because you know we're gonna we're gonna be targeting all of these layers you know right because I think there's just such this there's such um there's such an idea that things are separate. You know, when we, we, people talk so much about the spine and protecting the spine and a lot of fragility language around it, like mm-hmm. your nervous system doesn't even recognize what you mean by the spine <laughs> because <laughs> right. the spine is something that is created using a scalpel. You know, with when you're doing it, when you're doing um, working with cadavers, you literally to, to hold a spine, you have to literally use a scalpel and cut everything else away. And you're left with this, Peace, uh-huh. but it is interwoven with everything yeah. else that's going on there. You know, it's not separate. So, uh-huh. this idea that there's this part of your body that needs protecting more than other parts, it just, to me, it just doesn't make sense. It's just such a, it's looking at things th- so through the kind of medical
0: right model
1: or the kind yeah. of pathoanatomical model, where it's actually the spine is interwoven with all these other amazing ligaments fascia muscles everything else is going on there it's not uh-huh. fragile in any way do a lot of people experience pain in that region yes but it doesn't mean that that part of the body is fragile or needs right. any more care than any other part of the body you know it's just if if we were fragile beings we just wouldn't have evolved mm. this long we would have kind of died out but this space you know True. we've survived yeah. like you will survive your yoga practice you know mm-hmm. so um yeah, I think I think another that's another goal of the book is like we were like it would be amazing if this could just empower people, empower the reader, make people more fascinated about their body, make people realize how miraculous their body is, um, uh, or yeah. like you know become more aware of all these underlying systems and processes that go on without you even even have to think about it. Like,
0: uh-huh. yeah,
1: I'm just excited because it's just you know um, to get more more people embodied. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's just only going to be a great thing.
0: Right. Totally. I agree. And I think it's a beautiful, uh, marrying, if you will, of like all of your medical knowledge with the more holistic framework and paradigm that comes from yoga philosophy. Like, I like that you brought that up that you're like, no, that view of like everything as separate is doing us a disservice. So yeah, I think, yeah, it's like, that's, that's why I'm even here doing this podcast, right? Like to marry the two, like the Western, like we need science, right? But we also need this, yeah. this idea that there's magic there as well. And it's beautiful and it's cool. Yeah. And,
1: and the, and, and the yeah. book, like, I hope that book doesn't take that away from people. Like I, yoga has been such an incredible practice for me over the years. It really has changed me as a person. It allows me to live. My day to the fullest, you know. Mm-hmm. There's so many wonderful things from it. Like, you know, not everything needs to be proven with science, right? And there's hopefully, I think, hopefully, just for our own kind of humility, like, we, like the, there'll always be things that are unexplained, mm-hmm. you know. Um, just for, to give us that awe, you know. But um, you know, I'm we're really not trying to take away from that. We're not trying to take away from individual experience, um, but we're just really just trying to look at what the evidence evidence is for a lot of the things that we say and do. And, you know, can we again refine and kind of clarify that? So, you know, I hope, I hope we've done that. I hope um, it doesn't, you know, um, take away from, from anyone. It hasn't, it hasn't for me, like I've been diving into all these topics for years now and I still love my practice just as much. I probably love it more now.
0: Yeah. I
1: agree. I'm even more aware of everything that's going on behind the curtain, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited for it. It just to be kind of, you know, out in the world. And I would love the book to become like a regular part of people's like teacher training, you know, that, you know, it's, that's a great goal to have. So so we're just doing our own job to like, get that, get it out there. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just one part of the conversation.
0: Yeah. But a very important one. Um, Yeah. I think I'd say mission accomplished with that. Your goal of yeah, just everything you tried to do with the book, I think it came through. So thank you for putting that into the world and to your counterpart, thank you, uh, who helped
1: your co-author. Yeah, Yeah. and it's Um, and, and it's exciting just seeing how receptive most people are. Just I love nowadays that more people are questioning things, and you know, and there's often more questions then there are answers, but that's great, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's exciting. It's good for us to just keep questioning. I think there are times where we just haven't done that enough.
0: Yeah. Well, so to kind of like harken back to your first book now, because I do want to explore that a little bit more, exploring um, common injuries and conditions. So I think I gather that you're teaching outside of teaching anatomy. You teach a lot about – what you call I guess intelligent movement. Can you say a little bit yeah. more about that?
1: Yeah, it's just again, it's you know this empowering idea that you know and it's ultimately um, encouraging people to take responsibility for their own bodies and their own practice, you know mm-hmm. um, So it's just helping people to tune in to build body awareness and, you know, remind themselves that ultimately they are robust and resilient.
0: Mm. Um,
1: and yes, things can go wrong. Yes, we can injure ourselves through yoga. I have injured myself through yoga, but it doesn't mean that it's there for some like dangerous physical activity. So yeah, it's just, um, tapping into the, or the innate intelligence of the body and learning to listen mm-hmm. to your body and respond, you know, accordingly, essentially. So, that, that's really in the background, you know, whenever I'm doing anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's though it's are those principles, yeah. you know. And, um, you know, no matter how experienced a teacher is, they can't tell you what's best for you. Like, ultimately right. that has to come from yourself. Yes, they can, they can offer suggestions and give you guidance and maybe reflect back what they're seeing. Mm. But ultimately it's down to us to figure that out and, and that can be a very very slow journey for some people but if we don't help people start that journey then they're never going to be able to fully take that responsibility and I think that's one of the interesting things about you know the last couple of years with more people doing online yoga I'm mm. hoping that people are now taking have learned that they can take more responsibility for themselves yeah you know? and even without a teacher being there like looking at everything they're doing you know they're guiding themselves through something and, and figuring out what works for them in a given moment. And that's one of, one of the best things that can come, I think, from a yoga practice.
0: Yeah. That's a really cool perspective because I agree with that. Like I, my whole point with teaching yoga, I guess if I could boil it down is like just to teach people about their own bodies and empower them to learn about their own bodies. Right. Like not to instruct like it's a dance or something like to tell them exactly what to do is more to like empower folks to to learn about their own bodies and and that's the mission yeah so i just love hearing different perspective different takes on sort of the same idea i think that's really cool yeah what i mean Yeah,
1: yeah for sure and i think it's a big movement because i think when i look back you know 10 12 years ago it felt like there was a different um a different movement happening. It did feel like things yeah. were a bit more precise and a bit more like we're gonna tell you this and this is right and this is wrong. And I think it's been nice to see the pendulum swing like the other way and just yeah. a bit more freedom. And I think it still is a communication between the student and the and the teacher. You know, the right. teacher also has to take a certain amount of responsibility. But I think there's more of a focus now on the student, you know, being in yeah. their bodies, which is really exciting. And it and it um And I can't imagine not teaching in that way now, you know, now that I've been, you know, now that I've, now that that's how I do it. So that's really cool.
0: Yeah. So now just to kind of, you've, you've done all these amazing things. You have two books and two more that you've contributed to. You also have a course. Do you want to tell us about the online course?
1: Yeah yeah the online course is really special it's something that I've been teaching in person for years but when Ah. the pandemic happened I was like oh my god like I've had all these I had all these events booked for the year and then I was like Uh basically none of these are going to happen and I was like okay I need to make money (laughs) yeah and also all these people have signed up and are looking forward to something so I ended up putting the course together it's like a 30-hour like Well, yeah, it's like this, like, it's a 30-hour package. There's like 24 Mm -hmm. hours of like pre-recorded content that's like broken down into like bite-sized chunks. It's been Mm -hmm. amazing. I was such a snob about online learning before. And I've just (laughs) realized that with thought and care and consideration, you can make something really special. Like so many people said, no offense, but I actually prefer the online to in-person with you because I'm able to take it at my own pace. I'm able to stop Mm -hmm. and rewind. I'm able to reflect. And they they can still engage with me. I do live um, Q&As every like four or five weeks. So people still get to interact and check in and ask questions and be part of a community. But it's been really, really special and I'm now also supplying it to more and more yoga teacher training courses. So a lot of people wow. who run their own trainings are now including my course, which is really which feels really special. I, I'm really proud of it. And um yeah, so it's been it's been a really, really special journey. I have people from yeah. all over the world doing it. I've been able to offer a lot of scholarships. Um wow. So, you know, to people that are financially struggling or to LGBTQIA plus teachers, to BIPOC yeah. communities, you know, so it's it's been really special just to do my part just to kind of level the playing field a tiny bit because I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, like historically, a lot of these courses just haven't been fully accessible to all communities, you know, right. so it's been really nice to be able to do that. And yes, I can still do that in person but you're limited because you you can only teach a certain number of people but with a course like this really I can teach an unlimited number of people you know so it's really special I can be um kind of more giving with that which feels really special it's been a really really great experience um I'm so glad for that like the pandemic obviously was challenging for everyone and was challenging Mm for for all of us on you know in different degrees and in different ways but uh, and I'm not trying to bright side it but you know for me there were there were certain really great experiences that came out of it. One of it was having the time mm-hmm. to you know to 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 create a thirty hour course, which took me like months. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like it was it was almost as big a project as writing the book. You know, the amount that goes uh-huh. into the logistics and the thought process, and then getting someone to create animations for me and getting someone to edit, and you know, it was it was it was a big process, but it was so rewarding. I'm so grateful that I have that it's been really wonderful like with the course and the books I feel like I've been able to kind of distill all this stuff that's in my head like into something manageable for people so that's really special and I've just had such brilliant feedback about it so yeah I'm really really happy with that I'm starting to teach more in-person stuff now like I've got some dates lined up for later in the year and I miss in-person teaching but it's so wonderful to also have these other resources that I can kind of point people to
0: yeah, It feels really totally. special, yeah. And I think there's a lot of value in that too because I literally just, I mean, like, was saying a few months ago to somebody that I don't, I didn't, because I didn't know of your course before that, that I was like, there's nobody really, like, if you want to learn, if you want to really learn anatomy, uh, I don't know. I didn't know of anybody in the yoga world really teaching it to that degree, but from just, I haven't taken the course, but from what I've seen of, like, the snippets you share on social media and stuff,
1: yeah,
0: um, I'm like, that's it. That's what." the yoga world needed is just a really accessible way. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've done it.
1: Yeah. I think it's, and, and, you know, I think that it's resonated with a lot of people and, um, it's what a lot of people were looking for. Um, and yeah, it, again, it's just been, it's just been really special and it's just great because, through that people can also figure out the best way they learn, you know, is it through Mm. repetition? Is it through the visualization? We created these really special like 3d animations of the muscle, but then also this practice, like I'm talking through the muscle, we're feeling it in our body. We're doing exercises, you know, so there's practices, yoga practices to kind of pull all this knowledge together. So I've really tried to come at it from all these different angles and, you know, and then there'll, there'll be certain, ways and approaches that really really resonate with certain people so yeah it's been it's been amazing i'm That's super awesome. grateful to have yeah. that out in the world as well yeah so Wow.
0: Well, i'll say if anybody so, wants yeah, to great. nerd out about anatomy i would think that would be the course to do it with it sounds fantastic um yeah and also come
1: join us it's fun yeah. for sure. so
0: is that on a rolling basis anybody can just join or is it certain times
1: yeah yeah it's like It's like open every day. So basically, um, I'll do certain like inductions throughout the year, just when there's a a large group of new people starting, we'll, we'll do a a personal check-in and like do some goal setting and things, but yeah, it's open. You can literally sign up any day of the year. Um, it's lifetime access. So you can, you know, I'm, I'm going to be running this for years to come. Probably not for my full lifetime, (laughs) you know, like, like it's such a weird term lifetime, but, um, yeah. You know, so you can revisit the material. You can join the live Q and A's like as much as you want. Um, nice. Yeah. So it's 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 yeah. I'm really really proud of it. So yeah. yeah. So come join if you're listening. Come join. That's me awesome. On this yeah. Anatomy journey. I
0: hope so. Or if not that, if that doesn't seem like the right thing, then also the book club you're offering in September sounds really exciting.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're really excited about it. Basically we're doing an eight week book club through September and October. Uh And basically Matt and I take it in turns each week to walk you through each chapter of the book. So we'll pull out the highlights. We'll do a lot of practical stuff. We'll look at the research. We'll really break it down. There'll be time for questions because look, reading a book is one thing, but having the Mm -hmm. person that's that's written a guide you through it is another. So we're really, really excited about that. Yeah. So, yeah. um Yeah. Take a look. That's very at, cool. Um, at that, if you're interested, I'm, I'm sure it'll be something that we end up running yearly because uh, nice. people are really buzzing. And what's been really lovely is so many people haven't even received their book yet, and they're they're signing up for the course because they're like, "Oh, I want to do this." <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. So that's so. really cool because also there there are courses out there on. Yoga and anatomy. There aren't that many courses on yoga and physiology, so we're really excited. It feels like a kind of fresh offering as that well. That
0: is actually important, and I meant to bring that up. So I'm glad you did. Can you just briefly, in your very educated way, say the difference between anatomy and physiology for people who oh, yeah. don't know? So, because there you know, is there a are, difference. There yeah.
1: are many. Yeah, there are yeah. many um different definitions, and it really depends on the context and the source, you know. But yeah. One way that I look at it is that anatomy, I see it as the architecture of the body. So I mm-hmm. see anatomy as like the physical structures, whereas I see physiology as the processes, you know, so the right. internal processes that are happening to help the architecture function. That's how I see it. That, hopefully right. that helps some people, yeah. but you know, but they're really intertwined. It's very difficult to look at anatomy without looking at physiology and vice versa. So yeah. yeah, I think of anatomy as like architecture, physiology is like the processes, like the internal processes.
0: But I almost feel like in, a, in the daily life of a yoga teacher or yoga practitioner, physiology is almost more important, knowing it yeah. is almost more important than knowing anatomy because knowing the structures is, is helpful, I think, to understanding physiology, but I think understanding the, the physiology, how things work together is more like applicable to life. I get, you know, more, more up a little practice. That's a good
1: way of looking at it. Yeah. 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 And look, and you know, and you can, you can know every name of every muscle and every attachment of every muscle. It's not really going to help your yoga teaching. Right. You know, but, but for me, it's the understanding of it, just the general understanding of how everything works together, you Mm -hmm. know, when the physiology really pulls that through. So I think, yeah, I think that's a good way of. Of looking, I love, I think the anatomy is fascinating, but the, yeah. the physiology often is even more fascinating because it's the mm-hmm. underlying mechanisms of everything. Yeah.
0: So I'm glad we made that point now that we're yeah. nearly running out of time. Um, is there are there any yeah. last thoughts you want to leave us with? Um, like if you could make one point among all of the points, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, just that I think you know, say, say, you know, we've talked quite a bit about like an evidence base, you know, yeah. You know, having an evidence base for things is just, it's just another part of the conversation. You know, it's mm-hmm. not always the be all and end all, but, um, questioning, uh, what we're doing and what we're saying as yoga teachers is a really important part of our process yeah. and being open to refining what we do along the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's just what I encourage people to do. And there's always going to be more questions than answers. That's right. It's always going to be evolving or knowledge of the body and of yoga. But um, yeah, just, just stay open. I love that. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing your story and all your openness. And I think, cause there's a lot of nuggets of wisdom and how you even found yourself on your path and the behind the scenes of how you. Yeah put this amazing work into the world so thanks for sharing that for folks who may be wanting to tackle some big goal and i think it helps so
1: thank you yeah i hope so too it's been really lovely to chat to you thanks for all your great questions um yeah and thanks for having these conversations with people it's great you're doing it
0: cool well thanks for being here
1: my pleasure
0: Well, that's it, folks. So I will link, of course, the book club in the show notes. So I just really want to plug that because I know um, some of you may not be yoga teachers that listen to this podcast. If you are a yoga teacher, I cannot highly recommend enough his anatomy course. But if you um, aren't, I think the book club, even if you are a yoga teacher, maybe you're just not in a position to be taking on an extra course right now. Like I'm not personally not taking any extra courses because I'm in a yoga therapy training. Maybe you're already in courses or your schedule's already full, but a book club is a super good way to kind of integrate this information. Hold yourself accountable to actually reading the book. Um, And like uh, Andrew mentioned, be uh, have the guidance of the authors themselves because I, I looked on the schedule and they're alternating weeks, it looks like, or at least when I looked um, of who's covering which topics. And so just like once a week, it'll meet. And so that happens in about two weeks. So if you are listening as this episode drops, uh, the book club is just right at two weeks after the episode drops. So if you go ahead and order your book and sign up, you'll have it in time, um, to join and be guided through it. I think that will be a really fantastic experience. And then also I want to say, um, whether you're a yoga teacher or not, if you've stuck around this far, um, part of my intention with this podcast is really illustrating the nitty gritty of what it's like to truly follow your dharma. So that's why we dove into like what it's really like writing a book. So if you want a little more help sussing that out for yourself, that's why I made a very underutilized resource that I made, um, the Dharma worksheet that's always linked in the show notes. So go check it out. Um, it does have references to birth charts. So I know not everybody here is into astrology um, that listens to this podcast, but there's way more to it than that. Um, if, you know, then just it's not just about your birth chart. I do have a birth chart decoder, and that's a separate thing to help you start understanding your birth chart. But if you're not interested in that, um, Dr. Andrew touched on several pieces today, like, what is something you're good at? How can you put the pieces together of your story? But it's also something the world needs something you make money at. And that is something that the Dharma worksheet can help you start to understand if you are on that path for yourself. And it's got some prompts and things to help you work through that. So I recommend it if you haven't already. It's linked in the show notes always. Um, So yeah, check that out. And thanks so much for being here. Please remember to always keep your feet on the ground. Your head in the stars and stay in the light. Until next time, friends.